mentioned, in that day shall the fair virgins, fair churches, the fair, beautiful. Have you ever seen them? Lovely organs and church and my God, it's beautiful today. And you thought, what a lovely, what a lovely congregation. Look at it, 2,000. There's nothing wrong with having that. But look what's going to happen. In that day, because they're not, uh, you know what happened when somebody dressed up nice, paint up lipstick, a nice, beautiful lady, and she have on a nice dress, but she's starving. Huh? She, has, she had not had breakfast. She had not had dinner last night. She had not had anything to eat. What's going to happen to her? But she dressed up nice. But the dressing and the clothes doesn't save you. Okay, the outer show doesn't save you. It's one on the inside. And because they're starving on the inside, what happened? Even the fair virgins will faint. She says, she's so beautiful. What a lovely lady. My God, she's a... And nobody, everybody had their eyes on her. But they go over to talk to her. She's gone. <laughs> How are you talking to her? She said, what? What did you say? Huh? She hasn't eaten for a while. And that's what happened to the fair virgin. You make it beautiful on the outside. Nice doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. The lawn and everything should be cut. The outside should be the most beautiful. One of these days and you surprise the pastor. God. Instead of him worrying on who's going to blow the leaves. Who's going to do that. You surprise him. Lord that would be a big surprise wouldn't it? Surprise. <laughs> but anyway this beautiful lady. A church now. I'm, I'm speaking spiritual. Everything is nice. Beautiful. But and she's the dress up outside. But when they go inside. It's fainting. Because nobody cook. There's no food. No table spread. So this beautiful virgin hasn't eaten for a while. Because there's nothing provided. There's no message. There's no anointing. Get it? There's nothing there. And she's beautiful on the outside. But inside is empty. And in that day. The fair virgins. Beautiful. Shall faint. And the young men. Raise it. And the young men shall die. Remember young men are strong. The strong ones I call on you. But he's not strong without the word of God. See the young man is strong when he hold on to the word of God. And the young man, even the young man shall die of thirst. Huh? You, 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 you remember uh, Samson how strong he was? And when he spoke over a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. What happened? What happened? After a while he was thirsty and he was fainting and he almost died. Until he cried to the Lord. And the Lord clave a place in the jawbone of the ass and there was water. There is water. And that's what God has to do when you cry to God. Say I'm thirsty. I've been fighting this battle but I'm thirsty. Will you give me a drink? The young man, it's not your strength. It's not might nor power. But it's the water. What are you drinking? Huh? Are you drinking the Kool-Aid of deception? Somebody blinding you? Or are you drinking from the fountain that shall never go dry? Hallelujah. Are you drinking what Jesus says? You drink of that well, you'll thirst again. But I've got water. But if you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. Is that what you're doing? Or you just say, well, I'm not thirsty. You are. You're so thirsty that you don't. The dead old dry bones don't even know. See, but God can cause a wind to blow. On your spirit. And today you wake up and say what happened. I've been dead out here in the valley. The world is a valley. 
And there come a word. Oh we dry bones. When God said. Son of man can these bones live. And Ezekiel had his doubt. Because they've been dead. I, I mean God delivered a dead old church. And they were full of vipers and snakes. He said that's your church. He said go ahead and minister to them. Can these bones live? I don't know. He said go ahead and start preaching to them. That's what the word of God will do. When they heard the word, there was a stirring. There was a move among them. Amen. Can these bones live? And what you've got to understand that this uh, is sending Elijah back. The man of God is to prophesy. And a wind is to come. Amen. The fire is to come. The word of God is to be preached before that great and notable day of the Lord comes. I pray God that we would be a part of it. That we would hold on. And you, every one of you, would hold on to God and get serious with God. Because one day, there ain't going to be no preachers that are going to pray for you. So you better start praying for yourself. Right now. I said, give me hairs to hear. That's the first thing. See, you don't have to pray so much for your big toe. Pray, Lord, give me hearing. Open my hearing. God just push, just blow inside and... Get all that dust that's been blocking you for ever since you were born. And you begin to, my God, I didn't the pastor preach today? He's been preaching, but that's the first time you heard. <laughs> you see, because you begin to hear the word of God. Let me, let me move on. A day shall uh, wear man. The fair virgins will faint. Uh, they that swear by the sins of Samaria uh, and say, Thy God, O Dan, live it. Okay? And the uh, the manner of their Sheba live it. Even they shall fall. And never rise again. Now, unless you know the Bible. And if you've been following us. You'll find out that these are prophecies. Some of these happen and some is going to be a future. Okay. You can go back to the history of Israel. And find out that the many a young men uh, uh, and, and fair virgin has fainted. Okay, they, they, they've lost it. Israel lost it. Read, read in the 16th chapter of Ezekiel and find out. You go through the Bible. The trouble is that we take a verse here and a verse there, especially from the Psalms and the New Testament. Nothing is wrong with that. And we say, I'm holding on to this promise. But we don't know the Bible. See, and you talk, but you don't have a, a, a knowledge, overall knowledge of the Bible. Here's a prophecy. What's going to happen? Some of it is past. Some is present and some is future. See? And uh, the, uh, there's a fainting going on. Why, why is not the nation of Israel fully restored to God yet? Because they're fainting. The fair virgins fainting. What, what happened to the church? Why are we in such a condition? You've got to go a long ways to get the word of God. You can't just go to any church. See? Because uh, uh, there is a, a famine going on. Beautiful. Everything is nice. Millions of dollar building, nothing is wrong with that. But do you have the word? Do you have the knowledge of God? Now, let me move forward here. And uh, we've been dealing with Elijah. We came where the, uh, the fiery chariots parted them, remember? There came a whirlwind and a fiery chariot. Now that gives us a, a look into the supernatural, okay? The fire. Because we know even in Ezekiel, uh, we've seen chariots, fiery chariots. Then uh, I think it's Psalms quickly. Psalms 102, 104 uh, speaks of the uh, of the uh, chariot of God. 
uh, in, is it Psalms uh, 104, that speaks about that. Um, let me see if I can uh, find it. Okay. Uh, uh, 4, verse 4, 104, verse 4 says, um, okay, verse um, verse uh, 3 says, Who laid the beams of his chambers in the water? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels? Notice, spirits. And we know what the angels are made of. Spirits. And uh, his uh, ministers a flaming fire. So Elijah was also a flaming fire. On the day of Pentecost, they became flaming fires. I know angels are flaming fire. I know that, but I'm not talking about angels right now. I'm talking about sons of God. Okay? Said, who laid the foundations of the earth? That it should not be moved forever. Okay. Now, um, you can uh, then go to, uh, then from there you go now to Isaiah. Go to Isaiah chapter 4, I think it is. Just a few verses here to establish what I'm saying. In Isaiah chapter 4, where uh, it speaks about the, um, okay, are you fine? What does it say? Yes, about the flaming fire. You're right. Isaiah 4. In that day. Okay, verse 5. Uh, go down to verse 5. Yes, and the Lord for time. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. What? And upon her assemblies. A cloud. And smoke by day. And the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat. And for a place of refuge. And for a covert from storms and from rain. Do you understand what God we are heading into? I'm giving you prophecies now. Then go to quickly to, um, we, had, we had Isaiah. Go to Joel chapter 2. Okay, what God is going to do in Joel. You have Joel chapter 2. And uh, where is it there in Joel? Where God is going to pour out, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, read it. Verse, uh, and it shall come to pass in Joel afterwards. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaid. In those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heaven. You find this in Luke and in the gospel, right? See uh, I will uh, show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be dark, turned uh, into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord uh, shall come. Okay. Then uh, you can continue reading if you if you want to. But it, it shows what, what God... Um, what God is going to do and how powerful the ministry is going to be. 
I'm giving you the background. Uh, 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 the same Joel chapter 2 tells us that um, uh, that all the inhabitants, verse 2, that all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord are coming. That's that uh, great and notable day of the Lord for it is nigh uh, at hand. What kind of a day it is? A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness as the morning spread upon the mountain. A great people. But look what God's going to do despite of all of that. The clouds. Out of the clouds, out of the uh, uh, the uh, the awesome um, uh, judgment, there's coming a great people and a strong. There had not been never or ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Notice what happened. How powerful they are. Would you like to be, would you like to have this spirit? Do you see what God is doing? Hmm? You won't be like who you are now. That flesh that bothers you. Where you got to run to the restroom. Every minute. You got to do this. You got to wake up at night. You can't sleep but maybe half an hour. And then you get up again. See? And all these things. The they, 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 they flesh. Profited. Nothing. Can you imagine you put all of your labor in your flesh? You don't take it to church. In that same pain body that's hurting you, take it to church. Because after a while, it's going to go to the grave anyhow. What have you got? So the same body that you have, you're using it to inherit the kingdom of God. So use it while you have it. You pet it and I can't get up. I'm so I got to go to work. Get out of that bed. Get out of that bed and go to church. Uh, because after a while, the grave is going to get it. You don't believe it? Every one of us. That's one thing I'm sure of. We are appointed unto death. And unless God gets us out of that condition, you're gone. Well, it's only a matter of time. Some goes before the others. But don't get mad at me if you go before me. But you're looking at me like that. <laughs> no, we don't know when we're going. Do you? Old or young babies, we go. So you never know when you go. So that's why you need to prepare every night before you go to bed. Just don't crawl in the bed and get upset with your wife or your husband or your children or the dog. Confess to the Lord and say, I commit my spirit to you tonight. And we used to have a, a prayer. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Get before God. Don't be cry. I don't know why I'm saying it. Grumpy and uh, your husband. It's not your husband. You 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 miss it or your wife and you're in hell. They end up in second death. Get a hold of you. You want to love God. Forgive everybody. I know it's hard sometimes to say sorry. You know pride? But try it. You like it. Amen. Tell that woman, I'm sorry. Or that husband. I'm, or that ch even your children. You know, sometimes parents are wrong. I tell them, said, hey, look, I talked to you too rough this morning. Okay, let me get back here because we're heading into something beautiful. Verse 3. Notice, a fire devoured before them. And behind them, a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden. Isn't that amazing? When he burned up everything, what he's going to do? Turn back the world 
as the garden of Eden before them. And behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape, the, uh, escape them. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses and a horseman. Remember that? What came to Elijah? Horses, chariots, and the mountains were filled with horses over there. Chariots. God knows what he's doing. We're not alone. God with us. And he said, goes on. And as the horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the top of the mountain shall they leap. Now, you see what? Here now, you and I, we got to get out there and get a car. I'll drive a car to go to something or a plane. Not so. This is going to, this is going to, God, uh, before the kingdom is finally established and really does, God's going to use his own uh, vehicles, chariots and angels and look at the ministry. Look at what they're going to be. Uh, would you like to see 144,000 Apostle Paul in flaming fire? Huh? How long do you think it's going to take God to evangelize the world? Somebody said, can God do it? Look at all these tribes. What, what tribe? One move of God, flick of the finger, and they'll be crying out, the Lord is God. Amen. What, what about the church? That looks so impossible. One move, if I... Listen, man, let me tell you something. You don't know how God moves. You wait on God, and God say you wait on me until you hear the sound of the rustling in the mulberry tree. An angel begin to shh through this place. And people down on their face. When you try to get them down, don't do that. Let them be stiff if they want to. Let them be starchy and dry if they want to. Wait until God in that day. God's going to mark us. You talk about multitude. Who are these? Where did they come from? They were not evangelized naturally. It's the, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. They came through great tribulation. Brother, when they need to, they're escaping the sword, they're going to cry out to God. And Paul, like you read it this morning, escape the, the, the sword and escape the violent vengeance of fire. God knows how to do it. Say, so how can God do this? People limit God. Elijah limit God. But God knows what he's doing. And uh, I thank God for the Bible. Okay. Rear my verse. Look at it. Look at verse. This is good. So like the noise of chariots on the tops of the mountain shall they leap. Like the noise of a flame, a fire that devoured the, the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Before their face, the people shall be much pain, all faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men, they shall climb the wall like men of war. Doesn't matter, you put up a wall, walls of religion. All of these walls there, you know, men built, organization, huh? nations against nations. What's going to happen? These men, nothing can stop them. They climb the walls and get over it. Every problem you have, you got some problem that can't be solved? God's going to have ministry that's just climb over those walls. It's not just a wall out there. It's a wall that we built up. Walls of traditions. I can't change my mother and that, that, my father's religion. And, and none of your relatives won't serve God. You wait. They'll be calling you up and say, what do I do to be saved? God just visited me last night. How long do you think it takes for God to save your relatives? All you do is deliver them up into the, into the hand of the Lord and leave them right there. But we, we deliver them, but we don't really let them go. We don't believe it. You believe God. 
Okay? I said, Lord, you, you want that uh, old bad boy, that bad girl that I can't do nothing about? Tell him, don't go and, well, you know, my son is so nice and he's a gentleman. No, he's not. Please tell the truth. Huh? <laughs> don't go lie and say, you know, my daughter, she's not as bad as, listen, we're all sinners, even yourself. When you go before God, say, look at me, Lord, I'm the worst one, the cheapest of sinners. Can you save me? If you can, and I know you can, I give myself to you. Remember that song? I give myself to you. And you begin to do that. Don't pick on other people. Get yourself saved first. Amen. Then, okay, let me, I'm going to move from here to another, another chapter. And they, uh, uh, okay. Okay. They shall, verse 9, they shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb upon uh, the, the houses. They shall enter in at the door, uh, windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them. No, this is the harmony, okay? And then when he goes on, down, if you continue, I, I want you to go in yourself. Then you go down to verse 28 of the same chapter. What happened? What God says he's going to do? What, why are they like this? Why are they like this? Verse 28. Uh, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Do you see what God's going to produce? And the fire flaming uh, like Elijah was on fire, his chariots. You see what God, can you just visualize the mountain? God change you. Uh, who make it his angel spirits. Okay? And, and, and 1 Corinthians 15 tells us about the first Adam was natural. But the, the, the last Adam is spirit. So how do you think he's going to operate when Jesus returns? Not like he did at Calvary. Not like he did uh, when he was born in a manger. But when he come back on a flaming horse and the riders behind him, they're flaming fire chariots. And we used to sing, I want to be riding right beside him or behind him. Do you? But you got to seek God. You got to get out of that little... Uh, pity party lifestyle and cry out to God where you're weak and you got to get up and like a mighty man and run up on the wall. There's a problem before you. The enemy put a roadblock. You get the strength of God and run up on the wall. He's trying to hinder you. You run up on the wall. And a flame and a fire before you. God and behind you, it's a wilderness. All of those problems are gone and God turns it into the garden of Eden. Begin with yourself. And God begin to change you. Do you try that? Stop complaining and groaning and moaning and belly aching. God's tired of that. Wake up and serve God and look how mighty and how powerful who maketh his angel spirits and his minister a flame of fire. You get in the word of God, you find what happened to you. Give God a chance in your life. But we cry and we look at human. Oh, I don't like that one of you. Ah, they did miss. Get, get, get. We become blind towards that. Don't hear what they're saying. They're talking about you. Somebody say, I know something about you. So what? So what? Yes, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Did, did, did they tell you that? Sinners saved by grace. Huh? I know something about you too. What? You're a sinner. <laughs> All have sinned. So why don't you keep quiet? Wait. You know something about? I know something about every one of you. What? You are born in sin. And shaping in iniquity. You are 
uh, whatever, whatever sin is, it's you and me. So, oh, oh, I, if you ever heard what I know about you, boy, if you ever know what I hear the Bible said about you, I can give you a lot of scripture about long tongue, gossipy, backbiting, stabbing, and oh, God hate that. These six things were the seven things God hate. One that sowed discord among bread. You know what discord is? You gossip. Eavesdropping. You sit and you hear. And you listen. See, a lot of you when you're talking on the phone, you got to be careful because you don't know. You might be talking to a... <laughs> well, that's my best... <laughs> no. It's not your best friend. It might be your best gossiper. And you tell them, oh, don't, what I'm telling you, please don't tell. And that's the worst thing you can do. Tell them not to talk. Because boys, soon as they say, and they promise you, as soon as they have the phone, and you know, they want to get off the phone so they can tell somebody, they say, please excuse me, I'm getting another call. I'll call you back later. And you try that. That's why people get in trouble. And you open the door for the devil. But you got to close the door. And you get on your knees and say, God, I want to change into the image of Jesus Christ. Fiery. Set you on fire. Baptize you with the Holy Ghost. That's what uh, John prophesied. said, I will baptize you with water into repentance. But he that cometh after me will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Okay, now. Uh, verse 28. Help me. It says that. Uh, it shall come to pass. That afterwards, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon your, the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood, fire, pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. See we're dealing with the day of the Lord right. Because he's going to send Elijah back. So you've you got to know something about it. And it shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call. On the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered. Deliverance. As the Lord had said. And in the remnant. Whom the Lord shall call. Okay so you, you lay a foundation. To show you the day of the Lord. What God's going to do. When he sent Elijah. And the reason why I'm doing this. Pay attention. Did you hear what I just said? Is because I'm trying to answer. And I'm going to answer. Turning the hearts of the fathers. Back to the children. And uh, the hearts of the children. Back to the father. And when did they begin to go astray? And who are the children? And who is the father? Right? Because if there's a father, there's got to be a wife. See? So I'm laying a foundation. Because that's what Elijah is going to do. So you don't get rid of Elijah. Like that. Although he's gone, but yet he's... When he uh, uh, ascended in that flame, he went into the supernatural. Into the spiritual realm. And he still has a job. But uh, uh, for, for during the silent years... Uh, he was silent, but gone. He's caught away. But suddenly Malachi, 
he came back on the sea. Where did he come from? Because in one thing, that means if he was still alive, he would have lived longer than Methuselah. Because he's still alive and he's coming back. And we saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. So who is this man? And he's not the Christ. But who is he? What is he going to do? Okay. And he was up there. Uh, but God, God's word said he's going to send it. So you begin to move forward now into a book called Malachi. You see all that foundation I've laid? And not just jump into Malachi. Then you go into the book of Malachi. And uh, uh, I could go to the, but let me go to this, the third chapter of Malachi. Go to the third chapter of Malachi. Are you, are you there? Okay. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. Now many thought it was John the Baptist and Elijah. Are you Elijah? No, I'm not. We'll get into that. Okay. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. That means this is where it begins to turn the hearts of the children back to the father and the heart of the father back to the children. Even the messenger of the covenant whom he delight in. Now, excuse me, the messenger of the covenant. You see how it changed? Because one, Elijah is a messenger, but there's another messenger. Messenger of the covenant. See, there's a messenger of the covenant. Who's the messenger of the covenant? That's Jesus Christ. So here, Elijah goes a little ahead of Christ. Listen to all of these. Because these are prophecies. And you hear talk about, a lot about prophecies and run that. You, you, if you don't get it from the Bible, you ain't got nothing. And we, we, we're looking for some guy to get up there and begin to, and fire come out of his mouth. It's not going to be so. Not going to be so. And uh, uh, he's got the fire, is the word of God. He's got to have a knowledge of the word of God. And uh, so we need to um, understand scripture. And that's where we need to get back to the Bible. And if you don't get it from the Bible, you don't have nothing. It's not a yay, 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 yay. My people, my people, my people. Here's a prophet, a prophet, a prophet. No. That's why there's going to be so much deception. Because you get away from the word of God and there's a famine for the word of God. For hearing the word of God and for drinking the word of God. So that's why my, 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 I'm stating to you that today we need to get back to the Bible and let the Bible answer it. Don't guess. If the Bible doesn't answer it, then it's not good. So here is a prophet speaking after 300 years, right? Wasn't it? No. He, uh, uh, he and then after him, when he stopped, there was 300 years or so period. Am I right? 400 years, whatever. A blank. But yet it wasn't blank. Because God, what God did, God showed the line way over there that anybody could cross the gulf that was right there. See, from that 400 years. See, God, God never leave himself without a witness. And God laid the prophecies in Daniel. Okay, right to the end. When this guy had a dream. What do you think? That, that was a, that was prophecy. The king had a dream. Uh, there was kingdoms prophesying the word of God. God's always speak. But unless you know. Uh, uh, you would not understand. So let me move on here. Uh, who, uh, whom you delight, verse, uh, verse three. Uh, whom you delight in, even read at me. 
Yeah, he sent him to his temple, even the uh, messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. But, but who shall abide, or uh, who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto the Lord, no, notice what, an offering in righteousness. You see, begin to turn to God. What kind of offering? In Uzor righteousness. Jesus Christ, your good student. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. It's not yet, but it's going to be. As in the days of old, on the line, as in what? The days of old and as in former years, and I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witnesses against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the swearers. And against those that oppress the ironing in their wages, the widows and the fatherless. And that turn aside the strangers from his right and fear me not, said the Lord of hosts. You see what he's going to do? Okay, now. This is the law that's laid down, that they have to get back to this. That the messenger of the covenant and the messenger, send my messenger. Okay, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger. Okay, so you see one messenger. But you can overwrite, you can read on and don't understand. But when you go down to verse, uh, continue reading down here. It says, even the messenger of the covenant. So you see you have a messenger and a messenger of the covenant, that's Jesus Christ. Okay, now. Uh, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore the sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now I want to... Um, uh, I want to put a stop right there, and if you let me, uh, remind me to get back there. Can you mark that? Yeah? Because I want to show up. what it's dealing with, because go to chapter 4 uh, there. Behold, the days cometh that shall burn as an oven. And then it goes on dealing with the proud and so. But I uh, said, Behold, then it goes on, Remember ye the law, verse 4, of Moses, my servant. Which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgment. Now, verse 5. Behold, I will send, notice, Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth. With a curse. Now I'm trying to tie it because see Elijah is to come, the messenger, and then the, before that, then after that, the messenger of the covenant shall come. Now Jesus Christ came uh, 2,000 years ago, but he came as a savior. Okay, and the kingdom was not fully established, but and the hearts of the children were not fully turned. A few turned, but majority did not turn to God. Now you've got to understand the Bible. Bear with me. See, uh, when you, it's one thing when you're just jumping and shouting, that's different. But when you're teaching the Bible, that's, that's different. See, that's different. You've got to be connecting pieces with pieces. 
in the minds of people that the note that begin to write, oh, I see that. Okay? So now a messenger is coming, but there's also become a second advent of a messenger of the covenant. To establish what covenant? Covenant of David. Covenant of Abraham that he, he, he does. Now, when did the heart of the children turn away from the father? Well, you go back into the book of the Kings. See, when with uh, the days of uh, Rehoboam, uh, Jeroboam, and then Jeroboam uh, built uh, one golden calf in Gilgal and another one in Dan. And their hearts was turned and he said, Oh, hear ye, Israel, behold your gods that brought you up. And then broke away from the house of David. And, and, and said to the house of David, says, uh, Go and take care of your own house. We're not a part of it. And they broke away. And in so doing, they turned away from the word of God. They turned away from the law of God. See, the statutes and the judgment of God. And all then when it, it says, Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin. To sin against who? To sin against God. They turned against God. And, uh, and, and the Bible lays it out for you right there. And Gilgal became a place of sin. Bethel, uh, the calves of Bethel, became a place of sin. Idolatry and wickedness that prevailed where their hearts turned uh, from God, the true and the living God. And then this is where this book comes in now. And uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have time today, but it's a laying a foundation. I will send my messenger, Elijah, who will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the fathers back. When there's got to be a message, just like how he went uh, years after to Mount Carmel. And the sacrifice and the power of God came down. And the hearts of those people turned. Remember? You remember the lesson? And when the fire came down, well, the same thing is going to happen. Except this time, the sacrifice is already slain. And that sacrifice is Christ. And then he's going to have to present Christ and the fire of God. Remember, Joel is going to come down upon your sons and your daughters and they will prophesy. And the fire that goes before them and burn behind them. It won't be, uh, uh, they'll run upon the mountain, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world with fire, like fire, a burning fiery, uh, uh, a flame, a fire that uh, the messenger uh, in the days of Elijah, the prophet. You get it? Now, now, how do you begin to find all these things? There's got to be a husband. There's got to be a wife. There's got to be children. There's got to be turning away. Right? Mama turned. The children turned. Uh, you produce. I know you're going to understand. You're not my children. Lohami. You're not mine. Yeah, there are children born that, but the wife bring forth, but that's not mine. It doesn't have my spirit. It doesn't have my nature. It doesn't talk to me. But it goes and serves golden calves. So that's not my children. And he said when she was bearing the children. Where was God? She turned on God. So when you go into the book of Hosea. Which I'm trying to piece that to you. And uh, 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 God is going to have to send a messenger. To turn our hurt Ephraim. Bemoaning herself. Saying turn me O Lord. And I shall be turned. See because before that. Ephraim was like an unturned cake. You know what an unturned cake? One side is overdone and the other side is not done. So one side was done and she's a burnt cake. Have you ever do pancake? And you just uh, one side. Huh? So both sides is not good because one side is overdone and the other side is not touched. So can you eat that pancake? No. You've got to know how to flip it. And Israel has never been turned. 
see from golden calves, but God now is going to turn her away from golden calves. And where Lohami, uh, you're not my people. I don't know you. Who's your father? Why, she's going to become Hami, my God. And God's going to pour out the wine and the oil and the corn and bless her. Amen. Uh, so Hosea was used as a type to get out there and he lost his wife. But he bought her back. You're not your home. Israel is bought. You and I were bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ. So Elijah is coming back to execute judgment and to turn the hearts of the children back to God and the hearts of the fathers and the children will be united in the word of God. Well, praise God.